Hello and welcome back to the Feel Good Parenthood podcast. We are up to episode 14. Uh, I am Courtney and today I am joined with Emma. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think we're a little Steph's bit still in holiday mode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steph will be back hopefully in the next couple of episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, today Emma is bringing us like a bit of a hot topic actually. Uh, something I'm probably pretty fiery about because, you know, yeah. the way life is can... at the moment, the way the world is, eh? Yeah, I can see this episode being probably filled with lots of rants and lots of tangents um, <laughs> because it is just such a huge topic. Um, definitely not a topic I'm going to say that I'm an expert on, but I've definitely been learning a lot about over the last probably year, maybe two years. Um, and that it basically comes down to the fact that the truth is men are from Mars and women are from Venus. We are completely mm. different beings and really what they actually know about a female body and how it functions is literally information that's only just started being researched in like the eighties. All research prior to that. Yeah. All research prior to that was done on men, on men's hormone cycles. Um, And it explains why something, oh, it's something crazy, like 80% of reproductive issues, conditions, diseases are in a female's body rather than the males because the medications and the treatments that have been created have been designed specifically for them. Um, And a lot of, yeah, and a lot of our stuff is like, it's kind of really fresh new information. And when you consider that like the entire human population is based on a female's body, it's pretty fucking awful, but. It is. um, Yeah, (laughs) it is. And I think this is really really important information to get out there not just as women like there's parts of me that is really pissed that I'm like nearly 40 years old and learning Mm. this stuff and we should know this stuff Mm. from the time we first get our menstrual cycle like girls Mm. should be taught this stuff in school um and I love that the conversation is getting louder because I know for me what I experienced with sex education at school was it doesn't even it's not even the tip of the iceberg. Um, oh, God, don't get me started on what they're teaching in, in schools now around, oh, fucking, it's a pedophile's world. Let's just say that. Be very mindful yeah. of what your child is learning at school because it's very yeah. damaging shit that's going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've already said to my <laughs> husband, I think, you know, I know that we're a long way off yet, but I think when we get there, mm-hmm. I will actually be pulling my kids out of school that day. And I'll be doing most definitely. And it's something I used to be like, oh, I'll just let the school do that. But now I've, you know, hearing Mm. things like, and literally this was only a few weeks ago um, at a circle with one of my teachers and they were at, I'm sure she said it was a shine class, um, which is basically their sex education. And they were saying that um, like the rod, the IUD has zero side effects for women. And her oh, husband was shit. like, none, like zero side effects. It has no side effects whatsoever. And we just know that oh that is God. bullshit. Um, so I guess to, to a mindful of our time frame, but when we look at, when we look at a man and we look at a woman, <laughs> so a male has a 24 hour circadian rhythm, right? They've got a 24 hour body clock. 
And that pretty much just sits on repeat all the time, which is why they say mm. that men's hormones are so um, <laughs> completely lost stable. So yeah, so stable um, and so reliable. So when they yeah. like, and I even had a GP just say to me that you know they they don't recommend testing hormones on females because they're unreliable, um, which I was like, just give me the blood test and let me go. Um, so mm. as a woman, we have our 24-hour body clock and our circadian rhythm but we also have a 28-day cycle called our infradian rhythm basically mm. our menstrual cycles so mm. our hormone our hormones have a very reliable pattern that they should follow um, mm. throughout those 28 days and it ties a lot back into the seasons um, the my teachers have taught me a lot about this stuff um, yeah, Catherine Eden and Erin Black or now Erin Walker um, tie it back beautifully to what they call the wheel of life, which it, it encompasses kind of a lot of, I guess, of universal um, cycles. So when we look at our menstrual cycle, for example, um, it is likened to winter. You know, we need more rest. We need more warming foods. Um, it's, eating seasonally as well so those um you know slower cooked foods that are more um like the nutrients are more readily available to our body so that while we are going through what is a pretty big thing our menstrual cycle and the way it all kind of works together the nutrients that we actually need to replenish our body and for what we are losing are actually more readily available um the, the cyclical eating is probably something that's really, really, I know I've spoke to you before about my cycles, but making sure that I have food that's got lots of iron that's readily available before I go into that mm. cycle has actually been a massive game changer. Um, that's it's so interesting because like, you know, when you think about the whole menstruation thing, like that's when you go and you want like chocolate and all the like shitty foods that really actually are nourishing our bodies and supporting our hormones at all. <laughs> So it's no. the opposite. <laughs> it is, it is, but it's all of that comfort eating, like, mm. you know, and that's what our body's really calling for. And I'm going to try not to digress too far, but it's a lot of the symptoms that we see through PMS, cramping, all of these things, yeah. they get worse the more mm -hmm. we don't mm -hmm. honour what our body actually needs. So if you actually, mm -hmm. yeah, if you stop and slow down as you're coming into that winter, you will actually find that your symptoms reduce mm. so much um you and know, like getting off the coffee <laughs> yeah <laughs> not oh, even joking yeah i, I feel like, like coffee I, is probably gonna have to be its own podcast and probably not with I, know, and I feel like it probably need, <laughs> it'll probably Steph, need its don't own, listen um, to this episode <laughs> needs its own season <laughs> it does it really does um the differences in my cycle, I mean, it was only a couple of months ago, I remember saying to you about it and you were like, just fucking get off a coffee. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And and I have, like, I've probably only had a handful of coffees in the last, I reckon mm -hmm. it's probably three months ago, which is scary. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's gone so fast. But the difference is it's unreal, night and day. It? Like, it's unreal. massive. Across yeah. the board. Yeah, I, yeah. Definitely, then, I definitely found such a difference with my cycle when I was off it. Yeah. Yeah, and when I started reading about it as well, I'm going to try not to digress too much, mm. my husband said to me, he's like, well, you do have to keep in mind that, like, coffee comes from the same plant as cocaine, right? <laughs> I was like... <laughs> True, you know, right, okay. It's not go. something I'd really considered for all of those years that I was drinking it. And he was like, no, and it's different, but it's the 
damn fun. That's real interesting. I didn't know that. Mm, mm. Anyways, moving on to the next one. So (laughs) so after so once we go through that inner winter, um, we come into our follicular phase, which is like our inner spring. So we have lots of new energy, and this is a time that you know we can really be, you know, working on big projects and we've got lots of creative flow kind of happening when you think about all of those spring things. Um, you know, things are really coming back to life. So there'll be lots of inspiration um, and eating, I guess, a lighter spring style um, diet can then help us move out of that winter. And like the, I guess the, the, um, the follicular phase, I love the, um analogy of it's kind of like the inhale so we kind of going through all of that inhale we're taking everything that we need we get to our ovulatory phase which is like our summer so we're a super attractor hormones are out of control we actually um physically look differently so they actually say that in your ovulatory phase (laughs) yeah you will be hotter you are more attractive to the opposite sex you're more confident so um if you're a woman a woman in business this is when you're recording reels this is when you're doing face-to-face meetings this is when you are glowing and people are like magnetized to you you're a super attractor um that's cool yeah and then when we move into that luteal phase which is um, after our ovulatory phase, it's kind of like the exhale. So it's when we can start preparing for winter. We can start slowing down. Quite often I find in this phase, um, it's funnily enough, like with exercise, this is the phase I can, I go slower, but I lift heavier, if that makes sense. So I've got more strength, oh, yeah. but I'm slowing down. Whereas mm-hmm. in the follicular, follicular phase, it's more about like that kind of higher intensity, you know, mm. you're kind of ramping things up and then you're bringing things back down. Um, mm. So it's, just, it's actually so tragic how our lives are not set up to honour this. Yep, yeah, it really is. It really is. And it's why yeah. so many women experience burnout. And also it's it's like shamed in a way, like, you know, we live in a, I don't like... I don't know whether I fully like I don't um, I don't subscribe to it I don't align with it but we live in a men's world right mm-hmm. so the world is kind of set up for it in a certain way um and don't get me wrong like I'm not into that whole feminist crazy stuff like that necessarily like that's not my yeah. thing but we we just aren't able to as women fully honor where we are at yeah on an actual physical hormonal factual like it's fact you know it's scientific and we can't honor that and that's so tragic yeah it is and Mm. and I guess the more ways that you do find to honor it the better you will actually be for it so um whether it be you know just looking into like you can literally just look into seasonal foods and go okay well as I'm moving throughout my cycle I'm going to change what I eat a little bit um, you know, for me, when I'm in that luteal phase, I am generally eating more iron rich foods, um, mm-hmm. because I know that I'm preparing myself to lose a lot. Um, mm. and, you know, and even like, I guess if you're working for yourself, you can control things a little bit more. If you're, um, employed, mm. then it is a little bit trickier, but you can still look at what you're saying. Yes. And what you're saying no to outside of work mm. and the kind of things that mm. you're, 
um, that you're doing. And it's, you know, in those times that you need to be prioritizing rest. Yeah. Um, just prioritizing rest a little bit more and you'll actually find that a lot of those symptoms will reduce. Um, and something that I've also only just sort of started really listening to, because, you know, I didn't want to admit that I'm getting closer to that, like menopausal. But then I picked up a book and thankfully there was nothing on the cover of the book that mentioned menopause. So I bought it and then I got it home and I was like, Um, (laughs) but but the more we deny this way of living as being, I guess, that true feminine way of living when it comes Mm. to those transitions, for me, my next transition is going to be into that menopausal age. Um, The more we've denied it and the more we've shut it out, the more symptoms we see later so on true. i know it's all oh, so much comes back to lifestyle I quite often i'll get asked you know um why why do you think that um there's such an increase in children with additional needs and neurodiversity and and, da, 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 mm. da. and uh, with no background in this whatsoever my only thing that i can connect the dots with is just lifestyle and the yeah. the way that our food is processed and should not be and mm-hmm. how toxic the chemicals you know, the oh my god chemicals, everything and that's yeah. that's the only thing that i can come back to is that back in the day that stuff the stuff that we're putting into our bodies didn't exist no we used to look after our land and and our land looked after our food and i think mm-hmm. and it scares me like it gives me goosebumps even knowing that i'm going to say it but when you consider i think it was about 20 years ago roughly Mm. um the average age of menstruation for a girl was 13 and today it is eight that's what the fuck yeah and and there's no and there's so many articles and things that say they don't know why that's happening but when you start looking into endocrine disruptors which in interrupt Mm. the endocrine system which is our hormonal system Mm. they're in everything they're in food they're Mm -hmm. in bath wash they're in body wash they're in make like they're just in everything and when you start looking at the labels when you start to avoid things you just it's a real eye-opener to just how much of this shit we consume and Mm. if it's interrupting us interrupting our bodies on that level there's no Mm. way that it's not going to be interrupting other things like it's just not possible no no oh my god that is such a um a rabbit hole (laughs) it (laughs) is It's just, but it's mind boggling. And honestly, like I think so much of it just comes back to this whole, it's all money making stuff, isn't it? Because I think people at the end of the day, if they had to, you know, do right by people, then these things wouldn't happen. But money talks. And, And you know, and if as women, I suppose. Yeah, well, it's true. But if as women, we were actually taught this stuff from a young age and we were allowed to honour ourselves and honour our intuition, how much of the big pharma stuff wouldn't be needed? Don't get me started on that one. Yeah, mm. I know. And I think that's the thing they don't teach us because then they we don't realise how powerful we really are, hey, when we do honour yeah. ourselves. Mm. Yeah, that's a rabbit oh, hole. Oh, that's, that's another an episode for another day. <laughs> 
that was super eye-opening. Thank you, Em. Like, I bloody love your episodes because they're, they're like areas that I, I've not really even properly dipped my toe into. So yeah, I get yeah. so much out of listening to this stuff. So thank you. Hopefully the listeners feel the same. <laughs> yeah, look, hopefully we like to bring a, uh, you know, a, a good spread Diverse. of topics. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Nothing's off the table. <laughs> we talk about all of the things uh, awesome well we hope that you have enjoyed today's episode as much as we've enjoyed having a good old chat about it um and we will see you in episode 15 holy moly we're gonna be up to 100 we have to do something big when we hit 100 <laughs> we will we will awesome Absolutely. see you guys all right bye We hope this episode has encouraged the shit out of you. If you have loved it as much as we've loved recording it, then rate our show, screenshot, share, and tag us. And you can find us at feelgoodparenthood underscore on Instagram. See you next time.